back, everybody, to a episode of Talking Schmodown. I am Dr. Rainer here. This is episode number one. We've talked all about the Batman exhibition match and some other announcements that uh, happened throughout the last week. Uh, so real quick, this pay-per-view, uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to break it down kind of toward the end, but, uh, this pay-per-view, we had Kevin Smets going one-on-one with Chandru Dondapani, Kevin Smets, first time back in, uh, 15 months, you know, uh, these two, two of the greatest to ever be in the division. Uh, so it was a hell of a match, which I'm excited to, to talk about when we get there. Uh, and this Batman match, this exhibition match that happened between, Mike Kalinowski and Kevin Smets, man, I, if this is the kind of stuff that they are going to do, um, these like little extra exhibition matches on the channel, I'm, I'm so down for it. It's, it was really cool. Uh, and I'm excited to see more of that. So, uh, but before we get into all that, I want to go through some of the announcements that happened since the last episode of talking Schmodown. uh, throughout that week, we were getting a bunch of, uh, announcements from like the managers about the factions and stuff. And there were a few that hadn't dropped yet before last week's episode on last week, Tuesday. Um, coming to you a couple days late. Uh, this week had some stuff going on. Uh, wanted going to see the Batman uh, yesterday, and uh, that was uh, fantastic. So, or not yesterday, the day before yesterday, um, and that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I was so I was so excited to see it, and I hope that you guys have too. Um, but that's. We are not talking about Batman the movie. We will be talking about Batman the Exhibition match a little bit later in the episode. Uh, but the first announcement that I want to talk about was uh, Winston Marshall. He uh, came on. He told us that uh, Paul Yama is coming uh, back to swag. But Lon, however, is not. Um, he doesn't really want to follow a schedule. You know, I mean, that's all character work. I, I'm sure Lon's probably got stuff going on. And maybe he'll be a rogue. Uh, throughout the season I guess uh, we'll have to see um, but I always felt like like I like Lon you know and he is very good but he's kind of hit or miss and I always felt like Paul needed a better partner so I hope that uh, Winston will be able to get a better partner for uh, Paul Oyama uh, he's also bringing back uh, Ace Cabrera uh, for the Star Wars division which I think is fantastic uh, as well as Clee Wiggins and Amaru Moses, it's a pretty damn good get for swag for the uh, Inner Geekdom division. Since he's no longer got Chandru, he picked up another heavy hitter with Amaru. Uh, and, you know, like pretty much every other team, uh, that fifth slot still open. And I think uh, we need a solid partner, like I said, for, for Paul with this fifth slot. Um, I don't know who, but uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of interesting options out there. And uh, I kind of, I'll be honest, I kind of want to see it to be someone like, like Ethan. I think that would be really cool. Um, but I could also see Ethan doing something else, you know, going somewhere else. Uh, we, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. We find out that uh, Janine is no longer going to be on the stars. So maybe Paul and Janine. I don't know. It could be uh, interesting no matter what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm I really am excited to see where it goes. Now, even though we don't really know what's going to be actually happening with all of these uh, factions and whatnot, it still excites me just kind of knowing what's going to happen, seeing who might be teamed up. 
uh, and working together. All right, then we had uh, Kate with the Den. She did her announcement, uh, and uh, <laughs> she kept railing because, like, uh, Frank Janish did some of these uh, where he was like kind of like doing an interview style, and she just kept railing on him. It was hilarious. Kate is one of my favorites. She is she is so funny. Uh, it's it, it's ridiculous. If you're not on the Kate train, man, get up on there. Choo choo, man, get up on there. Uh, she is bringing back Thomas Harper and Saul for the Star Wars and the Inner Geekdom divisions, respectively. Uh, she's bringing in now Jen Kemp, as well as Ben Bateman. This That was the big surprise here, was Ben Bateman. Uh, after he said no to Kaiser, that he was not going to join the dungeon, we were like, okay, well, where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Uh, and now we know he's going to be on the den. And at the time... Everybody was really focused on, like, oh, who's he going to team with? Who's Kate going to get to team up with Ben Bateman? But Ben wants doesn't want to do teams. He specifically says that in the video with Kaiser. And it, it, it boggles my mind that everybody's so focused on Ben as a team. He wants to focus on his solo career. We have Jen Kemp on this team. She needs a good partner to team with and that's who we should be focusing on and i have a suggestion page for betty now i know you know a lot of you probably be like well i want to see her and ben you know keep going at it but they did that you know she came in said i want ben bateman i'm gonna beat ben bateman and what did she do she beat ben bateman she's done that already now she can move on you know and they can now be on a team sure and I still think it would be hilarious to watch her rag on him, even on the same team. But I think Paige would be the perfect partner for Jen Kemp. Uh, I think that they would make an amazing team. And I hope that that's something that we may get to see. I don't know when we're going to get more announcements uh, about this stuff. Because it seems like like we don't have any, any faction that has a full roster yet. So hopefully... We'll kind of hear more about that and kind of get really a better sense of how the factions are going to work. But uh, as of right now, we really don't. So we're just kind of guessing. Um, then uh, on Twitter, we had actually gotten uh, a little bit of a tweet from, from Mark Kanopic uh, about not getting re-signed with the dungeon. And it got me thinking, uh, you know, we have these open slots. And at first, I was like, okay, you know, we've got Roxy still. We've got Adam Witt with the fan favorites. But after everything that happened with Roxy, uh, as we you know saw, and I'll talk more about uh, once we get through the pay-per-view, um, I don't think I want her on that team. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's a fit anymore. Uh, and I, I think that Adam Witt, I think that's the way to go. He needs, he has nobody. He has not announced a single person for his team. I think Mara would be an amazing get for him. So uh, I, I want her. I want her to be like she seems like she wants to be on a, on a faction, and so I'm hoping that uh, somebody is smart enough to pick her up. Then Janine made an announcement. We weren't sure what this was going to be. You know, everybody was like speculating: Is she going to retire? Is she going to start her own faction? Is she going to be the one taking over the stars or something? Like, is Roxy going to stop? None of that happened. All it was was she was just there to make the announcement for Roxy. And she says that she's going to be returning to the stars 
as well as Alex Damon. And that they, there was a major, major uh, movie trivia Schmodown player uh, being eyed that even she didn't know about. Well, we get through the pay-per-view and we find out that that major player is Chandru. So now Chandru is on the stars. Uh, and a lot of stuff went down and it has caused Janine to no longer trust Roxy. So Janine has left the stars. Uh, so it's just Alex Damon and Chandra Dhanpani. I don't know if Alex will stay on the stars or not. You know, if he um, if he's okay with her kind of personality change or attitude change, she's, she's kind of becoming more like she was. I wouldn't ever say that she was a heel before. But she was, I feel like, kind of a tweener. Uh, I don't really, I think she rode that line quite a bit. Um, but she has dove over that line to really back Chandru uh, here for, for this. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm sure it'll be good for her uh, career-wise. <laughs> you know, sure. He's a great player. We'll see what happens, but. Before all that happened, like, it got me wondering, okay, who could she get on this team, you know? Maybe a Dan Merle, uh, maybe an Ethan Irwin. Um, like, that. these are the types of names I was thinking about when uh, Janine said it was a big player. And even Janine had kind of hinted, oh, maybe it's somebody like an Adam Collins. Uh, she said this on uh, Backstage. All those would have been awesome. But she went with, with Chandra, and I think that she is she's going down the route of a heel faction and there are going to be certain players that are just not going to want to be on a heel faction so or or who would wouldn't just wouldn't fit in a heel faction and so i feel like it's going to limit who who we may wind up seeing there um maybe a dan dan has been on a heel faction before he just kind of does his own thing uh I don't know. I, I can't see an Ethan uh, on, on something like that. But you never know. Adam Collins, I could see him doing that. You know, he was on he was in corruption. So I could see that. Uh, and if, if Roxy were to make him a good enough deal, especially getting kind of spurred by by uh, uh, Shannon, sure, you know, it, it could happen. Uh, but she need, she's only got a Star Wars and an inner geekdom player now. So she needs singles and tea, like she needs to fill out the rest of that if she wants to have any chance of, uh, you know, making it through whatever the faction race happens to look like this season. All right. Uh, so then Harloff also did a Q&A recently on the Facebook page. And he uh, announced a few things, revealed a few things going on. Um, we found out that the this year's free-for-all will be in April, uh, as opposed, I think it was in August last year. So uh, this year, it's going to be in April, so it's, you know, next month. Um, and Paul Oyama has, until then, to cash in his, uh, his his guaranteed title shot. So we're talking maybe a month and a half. You know, he's got like six weeks or so. You know, so within those next six weeks, I, we're going to see Paul Oyama uh, in a title match. So uh, that should be interesting. I'm wondering if this upcoming, because, okay, I, I'll say this. There was another announcement. Um, the second pay-per-view of the year is going to be on March 25th. Uh, so we got, what, three three weeks away. 
uh, for that. And that's going to be Marisol defending against a to-be-determined uh, opponent. I'll be honest with you. I could easily see that being Paul. You know, he cashes in, boom, there you go. Or even, let's say they do like a mini, like a mini tournament almost thing, you know, to kind of get to a number one contender. And this person goes, and he cashes in, they make a triple threat. We have not seen a triple threat in a long time. And I want to see those multiple player matches again. The, the, the triple threats, the four ways, the five ways. I really want to see those come back. And uh, I think that would be a cool time to have it happen. Title match, you got these two players, Paul cashes in, boom, triple threat for the title. Who's going to win it? I don't know, but uh, it'll be a hell of a pay-per-view main event if, if that's if that's the way they roll. Uh, let's see, what else did he talk about? He said, uh, currently the only live events that he's looking to do this year will be uh, Star Wars Celebration and The Spectacular. So he's focused more on... Uh, Getting the Schmodown back to where it needs to be, uh, getting everybody used to this new format, getting back in the studio, getting everything settled there, and then in 2023 going full force with everything. That's what he's hoping for, um, which I think that's a, a good plan. Um, you know, uh, it, this stuff is it, it costs a lot. You know, the live events are very expensive to do, uh, and so you want to make sure that you have a solid base for what you're doing right now you know the last two years have been rough so uh, i'm excited to see uh, what they do throughout the season and then next year get back into those live events and hopefully i'll finally be able to go to one uh okay so uh also the singles teams in ig divisions are the three that will be focused on the most heavily uh, last year, it seemed like everything was kind of even split, you know, and there was a lot going on. It was jam-packed. Sometimes it felt like too much was happening. Uh, I'm sure some people w won't say that, but sometimes it felt like too much was going on. Um, and so it seems like we're going to be going back to the way it was prior to the digital era where the Star Wars division takes a bit of a backseat. It, it, you know, there's not going to be as much happening. Um... And it is a bit of a bummer. I've, I've kind of really have grown to really enjoy watching the Star Wars matches, even though I can't answer pretty much anything in those. It's rare that I am getting more than like a handful of those questions correct. Uh, but what I, because I remember he had talked about doing like the Star Wars division digitally, and I know he hates digital, but I mean, I'm thinking maybe even just do like a mid-year tournament on like Twitch the way they did last year. The early, like the the first, I, think I called it, when I was doing my uh, my fantasy draft, uh, I titled it the Spring Tournament. And they did it all on Twitch. I mean, I don't think that would be a terrible idea to do something like that. Uh, so it's, it's just all getting done digitally over there. But then the main... You know the title match or whatever, or even maybe the 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 tournament final could be on the YouTube channel in the studio, uh, and then the the title match obviously as well. Um, and I I mean I think that would be a, a solid idea. It's getting it would at least get the ability to have a few more Star Wars matches by doing this like little mini tournament, and then you can just it doesn't have to necessarily interfere with anything. You could have it on like Wednesdays the way you did before with 
you know, what they're doing now on Fridays, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, and then uh, faction points and all that, like I said, they're very low priority. He, he talked a little bit about. Um, and we still don't have an idea of what's going on with those. I don't know when we'll find out. I don't know if he even knows when we'll find out. Um, and we also don't know what's going on with the FCL. Uh, he, he keeps saying, you know, soon there's going to be announcements about that. But uh, I feel like it's bumming me out a little bit. It's like, where's the FCL? You know, this was a big thing happening last year. And uh, I, I understand he doesn't like digital. But the FCL, I felt like there was a lot of great competitors there. And now they're just sitting around not able to do anything because the FCL is not, not running right now. Which uh, hopefully that will get up and running uh, sometime soon. Um, I mentioned that second pay-per-view that's happening. It's uh, Marisol McKee defending her title. Uh, he also did announce the undercard for this March 25th pay-per-view. And it will be Chance Ellison versus William Bibiani in their second match. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm always rooting for Bibs. But Chance, he's, uh, he's not an easy player to get through. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be good, though. I think it'll be a really good uh, really good undercard match. And uh, hopefully... Hopefully we see something interesting happen with that uh, with that title match. All right, so that's all of the announcements and little bits uh, that happened before the uh, you know not within the pay per view uh, and whatnot. And so uh, we're gonna get into this uh, first off this Batman exhibition match. I want to talk a little bit about that first. It was Mike uh, Kalinowski, Kevin Smets. I love that they're doing matches like this. You know you. You got like a, a big property coming out. You could do, uh, you know, a, a themed match around it. Like you got that Jurassic World movie coming out in June. Do an exhibition, a Jurassic Park exhibition match. You know, they've done a couple of those, but do another one. Why not? You know, if you're going to be doing this kind of stuff, they do it for these types of big movies. Um, with Doctor Strange coming out, do an MCU one. You know, uh, I'm sure he's got a lot of these ideas. Um, and I, I really hope we are, we do get to see more of them. And it was short. It was like a half hour, you know? So it was like they, they shortened the, the match question. They kind of went back to basics with it. It was eight questions in the first round, four in the second, and then your normal, you know, in the third. Which I was like, oh, okay, sure. I mean, you just want to keep it a little bit shorter. That's fine and all. Um, but, like, they made this big deal about making everything uniform throughout like all the divisions i just kind of assume that even the exhibition matches would be uniform but uh if you they're just there to kind of make them a little bit shorter have something a little bit more fun i i get that and you know i can be totally okay with that uh all right so we had mark and winston on the desk for this one it was great seeing winston on the desk especially for for a match like this he loves he loves batman he was wearing his batman shirt and everything uh it was it was really cool um Mike brought out a Batman cowl for both he and Kevin Smets, and they wore them throughout the uh, the first round. Uh, Kevin wore his for the first round. Uh, Mike wore his. He he stayed committed and wore that thing the entire freaking time. It was awesome. Um, and not only committed to wearing the mask, committed to some voices. Uh, he did uh, a diff essentially a different voice each round. He did Batman, you know, the growly deep Batman voice. For round one then he switched it up to michael kane's alfred for round two it was a little bit easier on on the voice and then he did some uh, uh arnold schwarzenegger mr freeze 
for round three. It was fun. And uh, <laughs> his Batman and the way the way he did it, and it's like the look on his face, I don't know what it was about it, but it was uh, hilarious, and I absolutely loved it. Um, okay, so, uh, oh, the one thing I was really kind of hoping for was he, I was really kind of hoping he would do Tom Hardy's Bane. I don't know if he can do that voice or not, but I was hoping he would try because that would have been hilarious to me. Uh, okay, so uh, like I said, uh, we, we we do this round. Smets winds up uh, missing one question in that first round. You know, it, these two guys, they, they live and breathe this stuff. And so out of eight questions, only one missed from one person. I think that's pretty damn good. Um, it was a, uh, oh yeah, it was the, uh, it was the Batman, the Lego Batman movie question uh, about bedtime, which I, I've seen that movie a bunch of times and I was struggling to try and remember what the answer to that was and I couldn't pull it either. So, um, you know, it's, it's not necessarily surprising that, uh, one of them would, would, would necessarily miss it. So round one, nine to seven in favor of Mike is he gets his bonus because he goes perfect there. Uh, we get into round two. Smets gets uh, he he, go, he spins Ben Affleck, but spins away and lands on uh, Rogues Gallery. He has an okay round here. Even he says maybe he should have stayed on on Ben Affleck. Like he seemed real adamant. He's like, nope, I I don't want this category. But it's like, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think that would have been. I mean, in comparison, it's only a couple of movies. It's only like three movies. So. Four, I guess, if you count um, Suicide Squad, because uh, he does make some appearances in that as well. Uh, like I said, he misses one question. Mike gets the steal on that, though. Uh, this was a two-pointer. You know, he he miscounted. He it was about the Dark Knight and about how many uh, how many bad guys were there. Uh, in that bank scene at the beginning, uh, and he he forgot to include the, the, the bus driver. And, and Mike knew it, man. He over here naming off all their names, their code names and everything. Uh, I was like, damn, Mike. Like, he deserved. You know, I'm going to say it right now. Mike winds up winning this match, you know. And uh, it, he, it was well-deserving. It was well, well-deserved. Uh, so Mike spins Michael Keaton. And this is where he switches to the Michael Cade voice. And they kind of make fun of him for that. Because, you know, it's, it's Michael Keaton, but it's Michael Caine. They weren't even in the movies together. I don't know. But uh, his Michael Caine is amazing. And it, I, I love hearing it. And he uh, went to multiple choice one time, but he got all of his questions right. He had a perfect round otherwise. Uh, round two, 18 to 13 in favor of Mike. So Mike's already got a five-point lead when it comes to the second round of this thing, you know. And he's just, he's got his mask on. And he's just having a ball with it. So then we get to round three, and Mike switches up to the to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze voice, and Smets has a rough final round here. He gets his two-pointer, but misses his three and his five with some tough questions here, uh, and, and Mike wins via a TKO, 18 to 15. I was not expecting a TKO here. I really thought it was going to come down to the bitter end. Um and, and it didn't, unfortunately. He had a little bit of a rough time, but uh, that's okay. It was just an exhibition match. It's not as big of a deal. Uh, one interesting thing that I caught here, at the after the match, uh, on the screen, they show Mike's name, and they gave him like a new nickname, 
It was Mike the Killer Croc Kalinowski. I thought that was really clever, but they never once said it during the match. And I'm like, come on. Like, it, it, I don't know if they thought of it after when they were making the graphics or whatever, but it would have been awesome just to, to for him to be introduced that way. I would have loved to, to have, uh, have heard that because it, it was really clever. All right. And now we are going to get into the main crux of this here episode, the premiere event. We have the Wild Berries versus Video Drew and Claudia Dolph, as well as Kevin Smets once again here going up against Chandru Dandapani. Man, Big stuff going on. Season 9 has officially begun with this pay-per-view event. And we got the return of cutscenes. We were building story. And we have some resolution to the Shmominati. That's the first thing that happens here. We get this Shmominati unmasked cutscene. Uh, so Grace is there. She's pleading for more time. And the, the, the dude in the creepy mask... Is there? We saw that uh, once or twice. I think twice. I think we saw him before. Um, and he calls Harloff, and uh, he's like, "You know who? You know? Do you know who this is? Whatever." And he winds up taking off the mask and everything, and it's Sam Levine. So uh, Harloff was asked about this, and apparently, it was always intended to be Sam. You know, even from the beginning of this whole thing but there were apparently going to be different circumstances that were going to happen you know things were going to play out a little bit differently um but apparently yeah it was always supposed to be sam which i thought was that's really interesting um so sam makes a deal with harloff he will come back as a player for a full season as long as he gets a number one contender shot and the Shmominati has to be done. Like, he's sick of doing it. And so he's like, I'll come back, but I need I need a number one contender match, and I need the Shmominati to be done. And, and Harloff agrees. He even says, he's like, man, you drove guy nuts. I'd have gave you a title shot. <laughs> and Sam's like, ah, oh, touche, uh, Chairman. I thought that was, that was really funny. But yeah, Sam coming back as a player, I think that's huge. You know, when he was here, when he was a player before, he was dominant, you know, uh, in that last season, right before he retired. Um, he started off, you know, a little, I mean, he was good, but, uh, you know, he, he was a hit or miss at times when he first came in. But then once he understood the game and everything, he was just a force to reckon with him and Drew McWeeny as a team. It was incredible. Um, so I, I don't know if we're going to see that happen again either. But to, to be able to see Sam uh, come through I, again as a player, I'm assuming that whoever is going to be going for the title with Marisol, I, I, I'm kind of assuming it's going to be somebody versus Sam for that in that number one contenders match. And then the winner of that will go off uh, in March or uh, yeah, at the end of the month. Maybe it'll be later on down the line. I don't know. But if it could be like Marisol, Sam, and then Paul Oyama cashing in, that triple threat, huh, that would be hell of a, of a main event. It would be incredible. Uh, then he, uh, 
Harloff winds up saying that uh, Jay is out as the commissioner. No more Jay Washington as the commissioner, but he will be back as a player. He Harloff is going to force him back as a player. So that'll be interesting. Jay was, uh, I mean, not great. I'll be honest. I love Jay, but he's not great as a player. And uh, Grace is fired. Grace is fired. Harloff real giddy about this. It was a hell of a way to wrap up the Shmomanati, uh, and know that, you know, people were getting real annoyed because we weren't getting any of it during the, uh, uh, the digital era, but you know, the, you, you couldn't do a lot of stuff, you know, and he didn't want to just keep doing stupid digital, like, Oh, somebody pops in, in the, in the stream yard room or whatever. I get that. Uh, so I like, I like what he's done here. And, I don't think this is the last time that we're going to see Grace. I have this feeling that she's going to be back to try and sabotage things, um, get revenge. Maybe she will put together her own crew and 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 try to get back at Harloff for for firing her and everything. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Then we get a, uh, a cutscene from the Wild Berries. Yes, the Wild Berries are finally back. Uh, they're plugging their shirts at the Skybound store, as always. And we get Video Drew and Claudia Dolph being real creepy. Video Drew has a creepy doll that she keeps with her uh, during the match as well. Uh, Makuga freaked out. And uh, I wholeheartedly believe he's legitimately freaked out because if any of you... Uh, have have watched Makuga like when when he was on like Collider Alive and stuff. He's easily freaked out and like legit like the way he screams when he's legitimately freaked out. I heard that a couple of times. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Makuga easily scared, and it's hilarious at times. Uh, this was probably my favorite, like. I don't know. It's not really a promo, but my favorite like cutscene kind of a thing uh, that I've seen in, in a while. It was hilariously entertaining, very well done. Uh, Video Drew calling Josh, uh, calling him McCougar and McCoober was just like she hilarious, and she called them the Wild Cherries. And she says it was such a creepy straight face, and I love it. She is awesome, and I. <laughs> I, I really think that her and Claudia have a really interesting chemistry together. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about them together. But after like this cutscene and then seeing them throughout the match and then in like the, the post interview and everything, I dig it. You know, I kind of hope we do get to see them stick around as a team. Uh, so we get into the match, you know, we get into the, to the event and we finally get to see the the studio the brand new studio and i love the look of the studio the the tables the the setup that they have the desk the light like the the neon lights and stuff um it looks really cool uh but i'm personally not a big fan of like the really soft lighting um and the 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 film the filming style kind of almost makes it look like a soap opera at times i don't know what it is um and i'm sure i'll get used to it you know over time i'm sure i'll get used to it and it won't be a big deal 
but like it was it, it just it stood out to me you know it wasn't as like crisp and sharp seeming as it used to be and that could just be the lighting it could be whatever however they're filming i don't know whatever cameras are using i honestly have no idea um but it was something noticeable and I, like i said i'll probably i'll probably get really used to it quick hopefully um but it, it was a thing that i thought throughout both the uh the, the, the event here and the batman match as well uh also i like that the players have individual mics now they have them like clipped to, to themselves uh i like that instead of having like the desk mounted ones so like josh was wandering around you know running around and you could still hear him when he when he's doing his thing he didn't have to be right up on the mic or anything so i really liked that uh that aspect and it kind of declutters the desk as well so uh it looked a lot more professional and i I really enjoy that they were just like mic'd up in that way. Uh, all right, and then uh, we get to see this new format in full effect here because we get we finally get to see how this wild card thing is going to work when we get to round two, which I'm excited to talk about when we get there. Um, yeah, uh, we see Christian doing announcements in the first match, um, which is cool. But I had a problem with him not facing the camera. <laughs> uh, it, it, him being a little bit angled is one thing, and that's totally fine. But there was a point where he was completely like uh, turned sideways toward the the curtain and like announcing toward the curtain. And I'm like, that just looks terrible. Like, don't do that. I liked the, more the way Ken did it. Uh, he was like right there. He was announcing to to the camera. Um, but like I said, even if it was just like a 45 degree angle from from between straight on, you know, spiking the lens to, you know, to being completely sideways, you know, go right, you know, kind of even it out, go right in the middle there. And uh, I think that would actually be a little bit better because he could still be looking at the camera. He could still look and it's it's not as awkward to do that. Um, I, I don't know. Hopefully they'll realize that and hopefully he'll change that because I did not like it when he was sideways not looking at the camera it's 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 not as bad as having your back to 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 the camera but it's it's not great guys it's not great uh all right uh we're gonna get into this match now it's the wild berries and uh, video drew claudia dolph um claudia the dancer dolph i don't remember that as her uh uh her nickname um but I was like, oh, okay. I don't know why she's Claudia the Dancer. There was nothing to, to indicate that as a thing. Um, maybe I'm missing something, but I had no idea why that was uh, why that was her, her nickname. Uh, wild Berries, as wild as I expected them to be. Uh, they get up to the desk. They've got team dividers now um, for, for round one. Round one only, which I thought was an interesting, uh, interesting little piece. And we get some new rules graphics, which I really loved. Uh, seems like they're trying to get away from the JTE. They're calling it the JTE rule. They're calling it repeats. And nobody calls it JTE during the match. You know, the announcers always call them repeats. The The players called them repeats. wasn't until the post-interview, uh, Jen Sturcher called them JTEs. So I don't know if maybe... Um, they're trying to get away from that. Maybe they'll say something to her and she'll, you know, stop saying JTE. But um, because it's supposed to be a, a more legitimized show, right? 
And if you're tuning in to watch this, there's you know plenty of people. Like, who, who or what the fuck is is a JTE rule? What, what the fuck does that mean? Why is it called that? You know, it's better to just lean away from that. You know, it was funny at the time when it was this little thing and that and the, why it came about. But yeah, it's time to just lean away from that and just start calling them repeats because that's 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 all they are and that's that's all they need to be. Uh, all right, so we finally get a question, you know, inside of that realm, this new category of streaming movies. This was a big thing, streaming movies being added to the category list. Um, there's a whole, apparently a whole bunch of movies that were added. Um, I was listening to Schmodown backstage. Uh, Ben Bateman finally relaunched it on his channel because it's not, it's not, on the, the Schmodown network anymore. It's not on um, Schmodown or SEN or any of that. It's it's just his own thing now. And uh, he had Dan Merle on and they were talking. And apparently this streaming movies list is like nine pages long, which is nuts. It's it's a lot. It's apparently a lot of movies. Um, doesn't really do them. He, Dan was like, it doesn't really do you any good because how many movies are actually on this list? which I think is fascinating. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they finally get that streaming movies category. And it's a question where the answer is the, it's the Adam Sandler movie murder mystery and nobody got it. You know, you've got one of the biggest comedy stars that has been doing Netflix stuff. You know, Adam Sandler, you know, he's a big name. Um, and it's like one of his newest movies. And I don't know if any of them have even seen it, to be totally honest with you. I have. Um, I knew what it was, so I, I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of uh, interesting to see that none of them got this. Uh, Video Drew and Josh got close. Like, they, like I think um, Josh put Happy Murders and uh, Video Drew put Mur uh, Mystery House. So, like, they, were, they both had, like, a piece of the title in there. But uh, didn't quite get didn't quite get there. Uh, Video Drew and Claudia Dolph wind up leading round one seventeen to sixteen. I think that's a hell of a hell of a job on both parts. You know, out of a possible twenty points that you could get, not including um, uh, bonuses, seventeen and sixteen. That's a hell of a score for both of these teams. Uh, then we get into round two and we get to finally see the new wheel. It's, it's kind of plain looking. I'll be honest with you. You know, like I liked it back in the day where the, the slices had like pictures on them and stuff. And I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's almost kind of boring looking. And I was like, eh, that, I don't, I'm not a fan. Uh, and it was, it's really tight. Like they'd spin the wheel and it wouldn't spin very much. You know, it was, it was, it was really tight. Uh, I hope they loosen it up a little bit. I want to see that, the dramatic feel of it. I want the dramatic effect of it. I want to see that wheel spin a bit more. Spin, 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 spin. It kind of slow, and then it hits, you know. As opposed to spin, 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 stop. You know what I mean? Like, that's essentially what it was doing. So, hopefully, they'll, they'll loosen that thing up just, just a little bit. It doesn't have to get too crazy. Uh, video drew, uh, and Claudia spin, uh, Stephen King and well, they, I think they, 
I don't remember what they spun first because I'm pretty sure they they or no no they, I think it was it was it was Stephen King, um, and they were just confident about it. Uh, but there was some hesitation, and it it didn't really turn out all that all that great. Uh, they they got the, the you know they got the questions I you know most of them, um, but it could have been a little bit better. Uh, the wild berries get they first get david lynch and then they wind up getting the wild card wild card for the wild berries and when they flip it over or they they take the thing off it is one of the uh unique categories i don't know what what to call them these uh off the wall categories and it's die hard with a blank and i was like that is a fucking brilliant category and josh uh makuga was thrilled with it as well cleared this fucking they just went straight through that category um and the wild berries wind up taking the lead here 25 to 24 at the end of round two it 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 got real for lack of a better word wild up in that up in that house uh then we got to round three uh and as they were picking numbers uh video true called claudia dolph tom this happened again in the uh, post-match interview, so I love that they're still they're still going with the whole Tom thing from uh, from you know seasons past. Uh, it's it's but Claudia just rolling right with it, you know. It didn't even fa- it didn't even phase her, which I think that's that shows that they have a really great chemistry together. Um, so during you know it, it, this was it was kind of a, you know a standard type of match, not nothing too crazy going on here. But during uh, Video Drew and Cody Dolph's, uh, I, I got first off, they need a name, a team name. Because I can't keep saying Video Drew and Cody Dolph. I need a team name here. Uh, so please do that. Get on that. Uh, but during their three pointer, uh, Dewberry was standing behind them. Now, I understand they're the wild bears, they get wild. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think that should be allowed. Um, I don't, it just, it made me feel a little uncomfortable i don't know like ah i don't know if that's a good idea now if this is an exhibition match i don't care um but i don't know it it seemed i I doubt that they'll let most people do that i think it was probably just because you know it's the first match back and it's the wild berries you know and they know that they're going to be a little wild and crazy um and so i think that's a big reason why they just kind of let it slide and it was really it was only for that one question he went back um afterward but yeah, it, it was funny in, at the moment. It was really funny to see him just standing behind them, um, not like right up, right up next to him, but like by, in the background behind them. Um, but I hope that it's not a thing that, because that could lead to just like people choosing to like go do stuff like that to try to intimidate their their opponent. You know, we don't want we don't want that. You know, I think that's a little bit too too far into it. Uh, and when all is said and done, the Wild Berries took this match 32 to 29. They did a hell of a job here. The, the, the Wild Berries crushed it. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Some of the questions, it did seem like the questions were a little bit uh, on an easier level, which is fine. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be fucking top tier insane questions all the time. But uh, it was great to see the Wild Berries. Uh, catch a win here, you know, and do so, so amazing. Um, 
who they'll face next, I don't know. But I kind of be honest with you, I want to see them face like the real rejects. You know, they faced them once before back in 2018, I believe. Um, and I would love to see that happen again. The two of them are really fun to watch. And uh, I, I just, I really think it would be a good match. I really do. Uh, I think this was a perfect opener for the season. You know, we had uh, lots of fun, lots of fun stuff going on. We had Josh McCuga doing, I forgot to mention this, doing his uh, Robert De Niro impression, which I thought was really interesting because he he's done this before. Um, and I love his De Niro. It's hilarious. But then like he does his De Niro. Then he has to answer a question. And it's literally the answer is Robert De Niro. And it's Josh's question. I thought I was like, holy shit, that's that's some wild coincidence right there. I thought that was pretty crazy. You know, everything just kind of lined up for the wild berries in this match. It was just it, uh, the stars were, were, you know, were shining bright. For the wild berries and uh it was nice to see it's nice to see uh and like i said before even though they lost i really want to see video drew and claudia Dolph stay as a team they have some really good chemistry let's get a team name please just get get a team name that way i do not have to keep just saying it over and over again all right uh then in between the matches uh, Christian had a big announcement, you know, uh, a while back, like two weeks ago, I think, because I think I talked about it on uh, last week's episode. Um, Christian had said that there was going to be a, a major announcement at the pay-per-view. And it's going to, uh, it's going to be about how the format of the, of the Shimodon is going to be throughout the rest of the season. And, he was right. It was a major, major announcement because Christian Harloff announced that from now on, instead of having drop, instead of dropping a match on Wednesday and then dropping another match on Friday and hoping people watch them and catch them and all this other stuff, it's gonna be one night of Schmodown, Friday nights, two matches, cutscenes, everything you want there, and it's gonna be called right here. You can see it on the screen if you're watching. Friday Night Titans. It's very reminiscent of wrestling, of uh, you know, like Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. You know, and so he's he's really building this into a into a show, into a program. You know, must must see viewing, if if you will. And uh, I'm really I'm really digging it. You know, um, so it's like I say, it's described. It's two matches a week. Together on Fridays, uh, I believe at uh, four yeah four p.m. Pacific time, seven p.m. Eastern time every Friday. Uh, two matches plus quote unquote anything else that's happening inside the world of the Schmodown can all be found in this uh, one show. Early access for the first half of Friday Night Titans will be available for the patrons um, you know, earlier in the week, probably like. Monday, Tuesday, some, or maybe even Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know when he, what when they're going to do it. Um, I it didn't. I'll be honest. I haven't checked my Patreon, so I don't know if they dropped the early release for this week. Um, I'm not honestly sure. Uh, but here's one of the things I thought was interesting because there's a lot of people out there who don't like 
watching all the storyline stuff, all the cutscenes and everything else, you know. They just want the trivia. And that's it. Well, now they're going to be able to get that because uh, Friday Night Titans is going to be on Fridays, of course. But then the following week on Tuesday and Thursday, they're going to be dropping the uh, the matches with just the trivia. No cutscenes, no interviews, none of that stuff, no promos. Just the trivia right there for you. So Tuesday will be the, the first match. Thursday, the second match for those of you who just want to watch the trivia. And you can. And it's right there for you. And you don't have to worry about any of the other stuff. And they'll also be, they've also been dropping uh, like all the cutscenes separately as little clips and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. I mean, there's going to be a lot of video content on the channel. So you're going to have to be sure to, you know, make sure you know how to find everything. I'm sure that they're going to be doing playlists and stuff as well. So that might be the best bet, but um i think i think it'll be really interesting uh oh also there will be no more schedule you know anybody can show up on friday night titans and challenge anybody and so you're never gonna really know who the hell is gonna be in a match from week to week you never know no more schedule um i know that's gonna make it tough for some people to try to schedule interviews and things which he's doing very differently now too for the after shows um, I guess they have a PR firm now that you have to go through, which I think is smart. You know, it makes sense. Um, it will make it a little bit more challenging for some of them, but uh, you know, hey, more. I hope that I hope that they all succeed uh, in doing what they do. If I decide I I want to have guests on the show, which maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, I've only done that once. I had Janine on one time uh, way back in the early stages of talking Schmodown. Um, I think it was it was either right before or right after she made uh, that this logo right down here uh, as you see Janine Machine she made the, the my talking Shmodan logo uh, for me which uh, I love and, and very appreciative of uh, for that uh, and also uh, he said that there's going to be three to four episodes a month of Friday Night Titans as well as a pay per view event on Patreon now some months it'll be three Friday Night Titans on YouTube, and then uh, a special uh, uh, pay-per-view version of Friday Night Titans on the Patreon. And then some months, like uh, April, for instance, this year, we'll have four episodes of Friday Night Titans on the YouTube channel, plus the pay-per-view, which will be the free-for-all. Um, so yeah, we're going to be getting the free-for-all in uh, April, which is exciting. Um, and the last thing that he, he talked about was uh, the auditions for for the movie Trivia Shmodown. They're still open, and apparently they're going to stay open all year round. So be sure, if you want to get in, to go and do that. Make sure that, uh, that, you, that you send in your submission. All right. So after all that, we get an, a new cutscene here. Kevin Smets, he, uh, he's you know, waiting around... Uh, Kaiser had to go uh, presumably drop a deuce, but he, he uh, makes it real quick. Um, and so Smets is waiting, and Roxy comes in and starts. They, they start chatting. Um, he thanks her, you know, for being there for him during all, you know, everything that was going on with him. And, you know, when he was coming back to do training uh, and everything like that. And during this, I really wondered, and it was obvious that they were, they wanted you to think this. Um, but I was like, is Roxy 
trying to poach Kevin Smets from Kaiser in the Dungeon. You know, is, is, is that who she's working on trying to get? Is that the big name? Is, is Kevin Smets that she's trying to get? Does not wind up being the case. As we've already talked about, she wound up, uh, she winds up betraying him, which we will find out here soon. Um, and, and going with Chandru instead. Uh, so now uh, Harloff is on the desk, and with him there, Ken Nafsok is doing uh, the introductions. And I like the way, like I said, I like the way that he did them. Uh, Chandru came out first, dressed as uh, uh, President Loki. Which I gotta say, man, he looked good, man. He looked he, he looked pretty dope. Uh, I don't like his character. Of course, you're not supposed to. Um, and, and he does a hell of a job of making me hate him. Uh, but damn, that dude looked freaking snazzy in that in that outfit. I gotta say, I give him props for that. Also, he had a new theme from uh, my bud David B. Love that guy. Uh, love his music. It's fantastic. And that new theme of of Chandra's is 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 dope. I, I love that a lot. Uh, and so, as the match is getting ready to start, this is when we learn Roxy comes out. You know, Chandru's like, you know, I have a new manager and I'm going to introduce the best manager in the league. And then Roxy comes out and says, yeah, I'm, I'm, Chandru's on my, I'm on, in the stars now. Sorry, Kevin. You know, and he feels very betrayed at the, at this point. Uh, and so throughout the first match, throughout the first round, I mean, uh, Kevin Smith misses one question, one question and, Chandru gets so incredibly cocky throughout this um, uh, that it, it's it's I hate I hate how cocky he gets even with the slightest of leads and he's always always like this uh, got a got a comment here from Alicia uh, says hate the character love the outfits you're right Alicia uh, Chandru uh, ha- is very hateable. And has some fantastic outfits. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get to see more cool outfits like that uh, in, in the future from people. Because that's something I loved about the Schmodown back in the day was the entrances and the crazy getups and stuff. The, I went back recently and rewatched all of season one and season two of the Schmodown because uh, it had been a very long time since I watched those. And uh, so many amazingly fun entrances. And I really want to get back to that stuff. Uh, so Chandru gets a perfect round here with the bonus and leads uh, round one 11 to nine. And, you know, it, it, you can tell, it, you know, it's getting in Kevin's head just a little bit. It's, it's bothering him that he missed that question because just like with Star Wars, you miss one question and that could be it for you. You know, it could it could really screw you over. You got to be on the top of your game when you're playing somebody like like Chandru. Uh, so we get the round two. Smet spins uh, Batman, and he, for uh, you know, lack of a better term, pun completely intended, smashes the category with uh, a perfect round here. And uh, Chandru spins Wizarding World. That's a big strength of his, and he also just dominates that round uh, and goes perfect. Uh, still leading out of round two, twenty-one to nineteen. These guys are beasts. Not to be confused with William Bibiani, but these guys are inner geekdom beasts. Um, and and I would not be shocked. I actually, w- I would be shocked if one of these two is not a champion at some point during the year. Um, uh, mainly because 
if Mike can hold on to it for a full year, hooey, man, that's that's impressive. Uh, but I think I think uh, Kevin Smith might give him a run for his money. We'll see. Uh, then we get into round three, um, and I've come to the realization because uh, I rewatched the matches uh, when I was prepping for the show, and I came to the realization that I actually I don't like it when people tell us the reason why they're picking numbers. I'm just like, I don't care. Just pick your numbers and move on with it. Like you don't have like, cause half the time they're trying to come up with some witty response and it's just like, it's dragging out. And I'm just like, I don't care. Pick your fucking numbers and move on. They're numbers. I don't give a shit why you picked them. You picked them. Move on. Like, I just, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know if maybe it was just because it was Chandru, but I really, I, I thought about it, and I really don't like it when anybody does it. Like, I just don't care. I don't care if you're doing it for baseball players or you know, movie, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Just pick your numbers so we can listen to the, you know, the trivia and get on with with this match. Uh, so Chandru winds up burning two repeats in on his first question in round three, and I saw some people saying that they thought he was doing it for the drama of it. And I really don't think that's the case. Cause I don't think Chandra is too smart to waste two repeats on his first question around in round three, maybe one, if he wants to kind of blow a little drama out there. But even that, I don't, I don't think he would, if he knew it, I don't think he would waste the JTEs. You know, I think I, I do believe that he needed him uh, to to get to that answer. And sometimes that happens. But and if he did, I, th- I think that was stupid uh, because it, he, why waste them that early? Waste, like I said, waste one for some dramatic effect. But two of them like, no, like that's I, I really hope that's not what he did. Uh, then then we got to the first challenge of the season couldn't get through one event uh without <laughs> without having a challenge thrown on the table uh chandrew challenged smets uh he answered it was a question about jurassic park and it was about uh the guy uh, you know what what did he say he wanted for, for doing and he said he wanted to hunt uh, a t or kevin smets says he wanted to hunt a t-rex that's what I. That's the way I answered it as well when I was sitting here watching it, and uh, they challenge Roxy and Chandru challenge it, saying that in the movie they specify that it's a male T Rex, um, and even the judges say you know that it's you know a main like that. That's like a a main staple of what they say. You know they're very specific about it in the movie. It's a it's a buck, a male T Rex. And at first, when I watched it the first time, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a stupid challenge! Like, come on, man! You know, it, it's it's a fucking T Rex." But then when I watched it through the second time, I was like, "You know what? It's really not a stupid, uh, a stupid challenge." Um, they specify a male T Rex. He does not want a female T Rex, so just saying. A T-Rex incorporates or encompasses both females and males. Well, he does not want to hunt 
a female. He wants to hunt a male. So, I'm glad that it went this way, to be totally honest with you. Maybe I'm a little biased because I, I am a fan of Kevin. Uh, but I don't think, in retrospect, I could be mad if they sided with Chandra. Because another thing about this is it changed the course of the match. So, you know, I'll get to it in a second. Um, Chandra winds up not being able to answer his five-pointer, okay? And so Kevin Smets wins the match 29-26. to 26. Three-point lead. If they had upheld the challenge, Kevin would have lost those three points, and it would have been tied. 26 to 26, and it would have went to sudden death. And anything can happen in sudden death. So the course of the match changed um, because of that of that challenge. Uh, now I'm sure it will be controversial. You know they they're they're trying to make these challenges and these you know the the judgments of the challenges less controversial. They have a line judge, a specific line judge now somebody who is their final decision um and it's usually one of the writers is probably like pj or somebody like that um but i don't i know that i i feel like they were probably thinking the way i was at first it was like that's you're getting too nitpicky about it but they specify that like, if he went there and they're like, okay, here's your T-Rex to hunt. And he's like, that's that's a fucking female T-Rex. I didn't ask for that. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't accept it. He wouldn't agree to it. It's because he did specifically want a buck that I think this challenge had, had um, legitimacy. You know, it was a valid challenge. And I think it's something that will probably be talked about for a bit. You know, uh, I'm interested to hear everybody's thoughts. Um, but it'll, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see how, how that all shakes out, especially now that um, the matches are on YouTube completely, you know, for, for anybody who wants to watch them. Uh, they have released the, them separately as the two parts. So, you know, I hope you've watched it before you're, you know, listening and watching me. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of, Kind of shakes out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It was really a nail biter of a match. You know, I was rooting for Kevin the entire time, and having him be behind for the first two rounds, it was it was hard. You know, it was like, oh my goodness, come on, like don't let Andrew win. Um, and then the the, the challenge and, and wondering, oh, is he going to be even farther behind? Um, you know, getting to the, that five point question. With Chandru, you know, you don't really expect Chandru to miss miss it, but I was damn glad that he did uh, because Kevin pulled out that win. Now he can move on, and, and he got the rust off, and he's looking good, ready to, to smash the rest of this fucking division into oblivion and make his way back up to Mike so they can have another uh, face-off, which is going to be fantastic. Um, the post-interview with Smets was very emotional. Uh, it, you know, I, watching Jen and Kaiser and and uh, and Smets get get misty eyed and, and get you know, start to tear up and stuff. It's it's powerful, you know. Um, 
and I love seeing him back. I love the way how everybody is so embracing of him. It was the same in the Batman match with Mike. It was just you could feel the love, you know. And so I, I'm really, really happy to, to see that. It's damn good to have him back. Uh, and then yeah, Roxy's leaning into this whole don't trust anybody thing. It really does seem like, like I said, that she's turning heel. Um, which is fine. She she's she's good at it. She can do that. Um, I don't think that's going to be a problem for her. Uh, I think it will, like I said, it'll dictate her being heel will dictate what sort of clientele she winds up bringing into the faction. Um, I don't know if Alex Damon's going to wind up staying or not. So we'll see how that goes. And if not, it's like who who can she get? Who who's still around in Star Wars? I'm sure. I'm sure there's some people that haven't gotten. Uh, who could play that heel that haven't gotten picked up yet that I'm just not thinking of. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to, to see what happens here. Uh, so after after the match is over, uh, JTE comes out. You know, the infamous Little Evil JTE saying he's one of the best, man. And he deserves to be treated as such. You know, he was part of the Patriots. They went 9-0. and they went undefeated for nine, um, nine ti- nine matches, not nine title matches, but nine matches. Uh, defended like six times uh, until they finally lost the belts. And you know, one of the greatest teams. Some people think the greatest team of all time. You know, and he talks about how he he's beaten a bunch of people. He beat Adam Collins, you know, former champion. He's beaten Ethan Irwin, former champion. He's beaten. The Beast, William Bibiani, former champion. And who's the other team that everybody says are, is like could be one of the best or if not the best? Shazam. So he decides he's he wants to take on the other member of Shazam, Brendan the Kid Meyer. He's challenging him to a match. Bre- uh, Brendan comes out giddy as always. You know, it's, it's the kid. And uh, nonchalantly, he's just like, yeah, let's do this. It'll be fun, you know. And that really gets under JT's skin, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and so we have a confirmed match for uh, tomorrow night's event, tomorrow night's uh, uh, Friday Night Titans. And it will be JTE versus uh, Brendan Meyer. This is the kind of stuff that we're going to see. Just randomly, people come out, challenge each other. Boom, we got a match. It's like, oh, shit, okay, sweet. Uh, so I like, I like the setup. Um, and so it'll be interesting. We don't know what the other match will be yet. So that'll be uh, interesting to find out. Uh, and then we got a scene with Janine. Uh, she confronts Roxy for betraying Kevin Smets. Um, they try to convince her, you know, like, just, you know, join us, you know, uh, join us with on the stars, like stay with us. And she says, no, she's out. So Janine no longer with the stars, like I talked a little bit about before where where will janine go i don't know uh like i said before i kind of hope that maybe she goes to somebody like um uh what was i saying before uh, like adam adam Witt, the, the fan favorites that would be uh interesting um another one that i could see being a good fit uh would be like the den um with because i i had said you know team jen kemp up with Paige for, uh, for betty I could see Jen and, and Janine being teamed up. That could be a, a good team as well. So we'll see. You know, a lot of stuff is going to shake out, I'm sure, 
Um, anybody who gets her, I think, will be will be lucky to have her on their team. Um, and who will who will will Roxy lure onto the stars? You know, she's she's gonna she's gonna use those. She's gonna manipulate somebody, some people, and get them onto her team. You know, she is. Uh, and uh, only time will tell tell with that one. So it's gonna be it's gonna be real fascinating to watch. I'm super super pumped for the rest of this season. Tomorrow, uh, I'm excited to watch the new episode of Friday Night Titans. Um, yeah, uh, I hope that you guys are too. But that is episode 61 of Talking Schmodown. I am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer. Be sure to follow me uh, on Twitter at JP Rainer. That's J P R A Y N O R. As well as right down, where is it? Right down there, whoop, at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc for the Movie Blog, of which you are watching right now. Uh, and if you're, if you like what you're watching, be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button and click that little bell. So you always know when, uh, I drop a brand new video. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, network, uh, on anchor, it's uh, anchor.fm slash movie blog Merck. You can always leave me a voice message there. And if you're on Apple podcasts or Spotify, uh, and you want to leave me a five-star review, uh, I would be more than happy to read those out on air. I do that for some of my other shows uh, as well. So uh, be sure to do that. And again, follow me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. I'm very active over there. I'll answer any of your questions that you have. Uh, I am very excited for uh, this upcoming episode of uh, Friday Night Titans, and I hope that you are too. Uh, but yes, we here are done, and we are have been talking Schmodown. Catch you guys next time.